Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. How much time till we're on? Get on, Ron! What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Good evening, I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. For Kia, Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage, cars of the year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Welcome to a Monday night edition of Sports Day. Yes, Satsy is in the house and he's got a lot to get off his chest tonight. He's cranky about the Samoans in the Rugby League World Cup. Hello, Scott Sattler. I've got concussion as well. Yeah, this is bizarre. Tell us what happened. Well, no, I seriously got concussed today. I was at home and I Mm. turned around and the... Beck hit you? The cupboard door was open, just flushed straight on top of the forehead and I fogged out for a while. So, um, okay, do you need mouth to mouth or something bit, like that? Jack's rusty here. today. Are you? Mm. Yeah, you came in, you're a little bit, uh, one of your one of your eyeballs was just going around in circles. <laughs> I'm going, you okay? Are you having a stroke? What's what's going on? That's good. Good to hear you're, you're getting better as the uh, as the day goes on. I couldn't help but overhear a conversation you're having just before we come on the air. Yeah. And hello to our listeners, by the way, through SENQ 693am in Queensland and Canberra, 1323am on SEN, 1170SEN in Sydney, 1620SEN on the Gold Coast, through the SEN uh, track stations, and uh, you can listen on the SEN app anytime you like in the podcast. Look for it wherever you get your podcast from, Sports Day New South Wales. It's a ripper show tonight. You're going to love it. I'm telling you right now. Um, and I'll Gather tell, the kids around. Gather the kids around the wireless, around the <laughs> podcast wireless, and they'll listen. Uh, and also hello to all of our listeners through the Super Radio Network, in particular our favourite radio station. What is it, Sats? Your favourite radio station. What's our? Con- 2HD. Mate, mate, we get so many listeners contact us in Newcastle, some a bit loose, some we don't want to talk 2GF. to. 2GF. Plenty. Yeah, but Newey's Newey's pretty big for us. It's blue collar. That's the sort of show that this is. Jason Maruchidor, he always contacts us. Oh, all right. Sunny Coast. You're blowing out my theory here, mate. Mm. Uh, Anyway, I heard you on the phone talking to a mate of yours tonight. Yeah. Who used to play rugby league in England because of the World Cup on and what a yeah, Mad Pom, great start. He's now living in Australia. But he was telling you about the 19th man. What, what? I can't believe this story. Well, he's a mad rugby league man. He's from the north of uh, – he actually texts our show now. And he's moved to Australia. It's uh, Carl from Huddersfield. Okay, right. Yeah, so mad – and he's talking about England's big win over Samoa over the weekend with the uh, with the World Cup. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more. And then we're talking about English rugby league. And he said, did you ever have the 19th man over here? I went, what? I don't know why he sounded like he – What? He, he's just come from 40 Towers. I don't even know what that was. But he said, I said, the 19th man, what's the 19th man? He said, oh, you know, the 18th man. I said, yeah, well, you don't play unless something happens. I said, yeah. He said, the 19th man was you played on the Friday night 
So second, second grade, grade, right? Yeah. Then first grade play on Sunday, right? And if you played well, they'd say come along and be the nineteenth man. Oh, that's nice. But the nineteenth man role was as soon as you turned up, they give you a like a bottle of massage oil, and it was your job to rub the other players' massage them before the game. What? Hello. <laughs> what century are we living in? <laughs> Wayne on Wayne. <laughs> so you were called the rubbing player. That's yeah. creepy, isn't it? Yeah, that, that I wouldn't like that. Um, if you want to get involved in the show tonight, 0457 736 736 is our text number. Of course, you can call us as well, 1300 01 uh, 1170. Best text or caller tonight. How's this? After seeing the Everest at Ramwick on Saturday with 46,000 people all singing Neil Diamond before the main race. Are we going to find another song? Other than Sweet Caroline, oh, I like it. Oh, I love it, but are we going to find another one soon? Or? Well, the horses is the other one. <laughs> well, that, I'm serious. They sang that, but why would you want to change Sweet Caroline? What would you like? Uh, Sweet Child of Mine, Guns and Roses. Do that'd be to... good. That'd no, be really good. Too long. Okay. It's got to be short. What about Tub Thumping? I get knocked down. <laughs> Something like that. Well, I don't know. What do you want? What What song do you want him Put singing? it out to the. Listeners, what's our next song to take over from Sweet Caroline? I don't think there's anything, but if you've got one, 0457 736 736. Anyway, going back to it, best call or text tonight will score themselves a double pass thanks to the Golden Eagle race day at Rose Hill on Saturday the 29th of October, thanks to Racing New South Wales. Rugby League. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. Uh, what did you like from the weekend in sports, Satsy? Michael Chica, Coach Lebanon. They challenged New Zealand in the first game of the World Cup. Uh, it was a really enjoyable game, I've got to say. The uh, the Cedars really, um, they held their own for a large portion of that game. And the Kiwis, it, it took a fair bit to uh, to finally beat Lebanon. I was really impressed. I think he was on Australian Story last week. We were meant to have a chat with him. Mm. We just couldn't get the timings right with all the stuff going on with the World Cup. Very interesting person, Michael yeah, Checker, isn't he? Very good coach from all reports. But yeah, he's doing good things with Lebanon and... Um, and and has grown up a rugby league man as well. So, is he the first person that may create a bit of a cross code mm. coaching um, scenario for you know, stealing rugby union coaches? With the good, there's always the bad. What yep. didn't you like from the weekend? What I didn't like was, oh, you know, I was salivating over the weekend because I love my boxing, as you mm. know. There was big boxing. Uh, event on Saturday night in Queensland. Liam Paro knocking out Brock Jarvis in the first round and then on Sunday the George Cambosis and Devin Haney fight. But one of the fights on the undercard was a uh, couple of female boxers, very good boxers, Susie Ramadam, who's a, a champion, and Shanika Johnson, who was fighting for the title as well. And Johnson won overwhelmingly, won quite easily, had the, one of the worst cuts I've ever seen on her forehead. It was that deep it wasn't bleeding. You know, one of them, you put three or four fingers into it and oh, lose no. half your hand. No, 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 no. Um, but in saying that, this is Susie Ramadan when interviewed. This is the losing fighter after the fight. You know, I hope, um, you know, get another chance and probably in my weight division. I think uh, these girls are way too big and hopefully get her tested too because I've been told she's on it. So we'll see. What? Yeah, and she got booed and so she should have. And earlier on in that, that interview, she also said, oh, this is just a setup. This is a complete setup. So, um, yeah, pretty poor response from Susie Rumbadam, I've got to say. This is why we shouldn't interview losers. I don't like it. Mm. Only the winners. Some are humble. George Combosis, very humble in his defeat. Yeah, true. To Devin Haney. Hey, big show tonight, by the way. I've got, I've, 
I just got excited by wanting to give away those tickets to the Golden Eagle. Uh, Andrew Voss will be joining us live from the UK in about uh, 15 minutes' time. Calling the footy for the BBC, isn't he? Doing a great job. Yeah. Oh, what did you think of the call from the Poms of the Australian game against um, – who? sorry, who we beat Fiji? What did you think of the I, – I didn't like it. Yeah, I'll tell you what, the England-Samoa game – I was disappointed the UK commentators hadn't done their research around the pronunciations of some of the names. Vossi nails it. Oh, we, absolutely nails it. He researches better than better than most. But yep. the UK commentators are—I think they're they calling Isaac Tungor, just Tago, uh, Tabao Fidel. Uh, there was Polo, oh, really? Suwali. Yeah, it's just—I yeah. thought it was pretty poor. I remember when we did the 2017 World Cup badge, and you know, I we were everyone was told to be very conscious of all the. No, especially the Fijian names, there was you know, Kevin Naguama, which is Kevin Nine Gama, and Api Karoi Sao, which yep. you're starting to hear a little bit more of now. So, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was disappointing. Vossi, like you said, he always gets it right. And Adam Dewey yeah. is calling him Dewey, which yeah, must right. be the correct pronunciation. Was this before or after he was sent off? <laughs> before. For a, someone abused the ref. We don't know who it was. Don't know whether it's him or Robbie <laughs> Farah. And if I had to put any money on it, It'd be Robbie. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we will catch up with Vossi. He was uh, complaining to me that he's been flat out. Everyone else seems to be on a junket yep. going to see Manchester United uh, the other day. Everyone, including the Australian players. I've seen other journalists at Man United. Poor old Vossi is the only one bloody working over in England. So yeah. he's having a cup of tea right now and a crumpet. And uh, we'll have a chat. It's morning time, breakfast time over there at the moment. So Hulky and Oberon. Oh, cold in winter, Woogie, in Oberon. Good footy area, though. Any, yeah, it is very good. Any chance Hulky can get the 19th player around to his house tonight? <laughs> That's crazy. It's Jack, our producer. <laughs> so, uh, Jack. Talking about what song is going to take over from Sweet Caroline. Before you do that, just yeah. on Jack. Oh, he was frothing today at Ireland. We're watching a replay here in the Sports oh, Day office. Jamaica, man. I've never seen so many redheads in one location. <laughs> what do you call? Is it a gaggle of redheads? <laughs> Is it a flock? It's a Sharon. It's a Sharon of redheads. Like an Ed Sharon. Like an Ed, Ed Sharon. It's a Sharon of redheads. It's an Edward. <laughs> like, seriously? Mm. I, I didn't spawn. You know, not Jack, two of the players. Jack's just text through yeah. our line saying, you spawned two of them. Well, they're a gaggle. Redheads. They're a flock, those two. <laughs> they're evil. I had to take one of them yesterday to Kabulcha. Uh Hello to our listeners uh, listening through SCNQ 693 in Kabulcha, but... I'd go to a dance concert on a Sunday morning after being out, having a very nice evening on a Saturday night. Can I just suggest, dads, don't do that. Don't do it. It was a fast one. Well, I don't know if it went quick. I fell asleep. Mm. I was watching this kid perform going, oh, that's, I'm at the back of this hall in Kabulcha and I'm watching this kid dance going, God, she's improved out of sight, my mm. daughter. And all of a sudden there's a tap on my shoulder. My daughter was standing behind me. I thought I was watching her on the stage. <laughs> I'm just, I'm the worst father. I don't know. I'm just going, how long? And I, I did. I had a nap. It was great. I don't know how. The tap dancers are so bloody loud. Anyway, what were you saying about Ireland? No, no. I was are saying, you... we're asking what songs could eventually take over from Sweet Caroline. Ah, uh, yes. Now, Jack's going to get some audio of this. And he's, we spoke to Joy Arrow. and His favourite singer is Luke Combs. Who? He's a country western singer. When it rains, it pours. So Jack's going to get us a little bit of audio. That okay. Grafton Bronco on 2GF says that should be the new song. Take over from Sweet Caroline. It's at no. the boxing. It's everywhere. It's at the rugby league. 
What about mm. Wonder War by Oasis? It was a bit slow, is it? I hated. I hated Oasis. I just hated those Why? brothers. Why? Oh, I, I just want to. Oh, I want to punch it. It was head. better than Leo. They were good, mate. They were good. Overrated. No. What? Yeah. They're not overrated. Okay, they're not as overrated as say Paul Kelly, are they? Paul Kelly's a good songwriter. Really? Yep. I heard that gravy song the other night. You thought about? Oh, I thought about having some chips. <laughs> That's a, no, but I I left work. Well, we finish at eight o'clock, right? Mm. I left the office, jump in the car. There's an hour of Paul Kelly. I'm going. Oh, what have I done? <laughs> what if I? What have I done wrong? Mm. Overrated. Hey, uh, on this day, 1998, mm-hmm. you're the fourth best cricket comment, uh, commentator journalist mm-hmm. in the country. Mm-hmm. What happened on this day in 1998? Mark Taylor. It's on the sheet. I can see it. Oh, okay. Retired on 334 not out to equal the Don. Respectfully. Yeah. I would have overtaken it. Oh, absolutely. 100%. 714 minutes at the crease. Nearly 12 hours. And I believe three tubs of jelly for his chafe. That's what I heard. <laughs> Imagine how chafed you'd be after 12 hours at the crease. Mm. You'd be blistered. 0457 736 736. Uh, drop us a, a text. What are your what, – or phone call. What, what are your moments from the weekend in sport? What did you like about the Rugby League World Cup? What do you think about – Finchy and the Aussies at the moment in a warm-up game against um, against India at the crowdless Gabba. I, I'm not I don't getting anyone, this. I don't think anyone's watching it because no one knows well, we it's are. on. We're only watching it because you've got it on the, one of the 14 TVs we've got in the studio. Go to ICanWin.com.au too, by the way, to win a Ziggy by Ziggler and Brown. These barbecues are the best. Don't muck around with anything else. If you're a bad cook. That makes you a good cook. Actually make you a good chef. Uh, conditions apply. Hmm. Uh, if you're an unattractive man with a pair of tongs in your hand, this makes you look like Brad Pitt Yep, with cooking a boar. This is how good this will make you look. Good assessment. I like it. Yeah. Uh, get into the draw for this. Icanwin.com.au to win that Ziggy by Ziggler and Brown. Give me your thoughts just quickly before we go to a break. Yep. Australia beat Fiji 42-8. They look great. We'll talk more about that Fiji later. Fiji were really gallant, I've got to say. They were? They were Really courageous. The numbers are crap, by the way. Can we please change them? Gives me a headache. What did you think after you've seen them from the first weekend? 0457 736 736 or give us a call 1300 01 I thought, why is Val Holmes at dummy half? Oh, no, it's Ben Hunt. Why is the winger standing two in? <laughs> Get on your wing. It wasn't a winger. It was a centre. Mm. Why was, who was it? Why was uh, Jack White wearing number 10 or whatever it was? It was disgusting. Yeah. Do you want to change? Do you want the numbers changed? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three. Change it for the final. I think he will. It's too confusing as a fan because you remember you don't follow those plays week in week out. You know. Yep. So you don't always know who it is. Uh, New Zealand beat Lebanon uh, as we said. Great performance from Lebanon. Thirty four twelve. Uh, Italy beat Scotland uh, 28-4. Ireland beat Jamaica Man uh, 48-2. That's Jack's joke. No, that was mine, actually. Oh, was that yours? Yeah. That uh, very quickly, before we ring Vossi in the UK, yep. Samoa. Oh, I can't believe this result. When I woke up and I heard they lost 60-6, to they were red-hot favourites in this game against England. One of the favourites to really upset a lot of sides as well. One of the, I think it's the best side they've ever had, uh, based on the amount of players that played in the grand final and the finals as well. Um but you know, I suppose you get what you deserve when it comes to Samoan Rugby League. And I, I, you don't want to be saying that about such a proud nation. I've got so many proud Samoan former teammates and friends. But 
you know, when they go to World Cup campaigns, they they fail miserably because they haven't made changes. They've continued along the same path as what they have um, in previous years and previous encounters with other nations. Uh, NRL players historically have gone back to their NRL clubs with NRL coaches complaining about the excessive weight that they put on, reports of bonding and drinking excessively, um, no control about food intake, whatever that may be. When you've got a large group of men together on tour, you've got to monitor all that, all those situations. They were former Samoan players and current Samoan players in the squad that were calling for a change mm. to, the, to the coaching of the Samoan side. Samoan Rugby League decided to continue on the same path and they get the same result. It was disgusting. So it's the coaching coaching staff, not the players can't take any responsibility for this? The players have to take some responsibility, absolutely. But we're seeing these results too far too often with Samoa. It's clearly a pattern, right? Yeah, absolutely there is. And there's got to be a change. If they I hope they I hope they can improve and I think they will throughout the I think this is the wake up call they really needed, the embarrassment they needed. And if they can get it all together, they've got the players. They did lose some players to injury, but I've got to say they've still got enough quality and class players uh, to, to, I think, to beat England. Now, let's, you've got to give some accolades to England as well. They're very well coached by Sean Wayne. They put in a great performance. But are they a 60-point better side than Samoa? No, never. No, I wouldn't have seen that. Nice to see Tommy Burgess, though, uh, score a try. Uh, for the Poms. What are your thoughts? First weekend of the Rugby League World Cup. Would love your thoughts. 0457 736 736 or you can give us a call 1300 01 1170. Best caller or text tonight uh, will win that double pass to the Golden Eagle Race Day at Rose Hill on October 29th, so Saturday week. Thanks to our mates at Racing New South Wales. Time to get to a break. Uh, Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. Hopefully, Vossi's finished his crumpet and he'll join us next on Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. For Kia. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Yeah, Gary Belcher's still on holidays, back in about a week and a half, surfing up. What a wonderful life he's got in Indonesia right now, just uh, living the good life uh, over there. This man's got a pretty good life going on at the moment. Although he's he's about the only bloke working, I think, in the UK. I, I've seen every other journalist over there at soccer matches, dining out. A lot of tourist They're doing attractions a lot of touristy well, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Andrew Voss from uh, Breakfast with uh, Vossi and Brandy on SCN and also... Uh, the best rugby league caller in the country. You can hear him on Fox. Vossi, thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Uh, good morning, boys. Yeah, no, head, head's still spinning. I've got to be honest. No, I, I saw the pictures of blokes at Old Trafford yesterday, but um, from the moment I flew in on Thursday UK time, around about lunchtime after 30 hours of travel into a breakfast show that night, uh, back Australian time, into... Three hours of train travel to Newcastle the next day, attend gala dinner into getting to see both matches on Saturday here, which was quite an effort to go from Newcastle, be there for the opening, which was just fantastic, apart from the pre-match entertainment disaster, and then get to Leeds for the kickoff for the Australian game, um, into going to Warrington last night to call New Zealand and Lebanon 
seriously, guys, my, my, as I said, my head is spinning, <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm, I might just go for a nice walk today around the streets of Manchester. So, Vossie, you spoke about catching a train. I, I saw that you put something on Twitter about you just love oh. to be able to get a seat one day on a train. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I've got to tell you, I, I know we're here to talk sport, but just so people know, and, and look, they have got massive issues with their trains over here, cancellation strikes, snap strikes, all of that going on. Saturday night, I uh, look, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm a, I, you know, as I said, I'm a rookie. Uh, I, I decided to catch train back from Leeds to Manchester. I, 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 I bought a, um, I thought I'll, I'll go a bit of a toff. I'll go, I'll buy a first class seat because that'll ensure I get a seat to get across. I just want to get back. You know what I mean? It's been a long day, <laughs> man. Anyone and every human on that train was blind drunk <laughs> and none of them had tickets. They, anyone went any carriage. And I thought, well, mate, I didn't even dare ask the bloke who was sitting in my seat to move that we are crammed in like, you know, you see the Japanese peak hour subway trains. <laughs> that, was, that was first class. I, I seriously, I just kept my head down. I said, just get me out of here. And it, it was the same again yesterday. Trains packed on weekends, cancellations. I had to get across to Warrington. Uh, which is between Manchester and Liverpool. Um, yeah, no, it's an experience. It's part of the journey. It's part of the adventure. But um, wouldn't mind sitting down on the longer trips, yeah. And what's the standout so far as a tourist, Vossi, away from the stadiums? Or it might be a stadium, something you've visited, something you've eaten. Oh, look, oh, well, I haven't, yeah, I haven't tucked into any big meals yet. Yet to have a curry, which is, you know, on my top of my wish list, obviously. But seriously, boys, I, I actually in my life haven't attended an EPL game. Um, I went to Newcastle's home ground uh, for the tournament opener. It was one of those wow moments in your life where you, where you see something for the first time, uh, something iconic. If all the all, And I've been to Old Trafford before, and it's a wow moment in Wembley, but going into Newcastle and, um, and, and the tributes everywhere to Bobby Robson, everything is black and white. It is an incredible stadium in a, um, a very vibrant city, uh, I was blown away by how good it is, and I could only imagine what it is like full for a Premier League game. Um, no, really, you know, that, that moment being there, and England winning, of course, you know, getting into the atmosphere in a 40,000-plus crowd, but, yeah, it must be enormous when it's full for the EPL. No, I really thought that was um, that was something special. Very lucky to be there. Yeah, you're very strong on Samoa's uh, performance, and I just earlier on was, yeah, my... I think I can 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 um, concur with your thoughts as well about Samoa about how miserable yeah. they were and and we keep seeing it most tournaments with, with Samoa just just so disappointing with the way they keep turning up to these tournaments, yeah. Bossy. Yeah, all talk, no walk, was it? Um, you know, I I I, I say it um, a little flippantly, but I'd send them home. You know, I just. <laughs> The, the pre-match war cry is, is far more passionate than anything they did then for 80 minutes. Now, they can say they had some injuries, but look, I sat during the match with, um, with Mike Stevenson. Um, uh, he, he was up in the stands with me watching the game. At the 20-minute mark, we both said to each other, this will be 50. That was 20 minutes into the game. Mm. You could just see that Samoa, you know, a bit of cliche, it hadn't turned up. It's, who knows why, for whatever reason, what have they been doing for the, for the week preparation? Now, you go back over the quotes pre-match. I mean, I, I make no apology for this, but Matt Parrish must live on another planet. I mean, he, he went into the game saying, you know, underprepared, only three training sessions. I mean, look at the look at the playing talent you've got. Come on, I mean, seriously, there's eight state of origin players mm. in his side, 
and, and was throwing that card out going into game one. I mean, talk about give your players a leave pass. And then after the game, it's one of the, it's one of the strangest takes I have ever heard on a game for a coach to sit there when you want accountability and say, if the match was played in 24 hours, there would be, quote, an entirely different result, unquote. Mm. Matt, what are you talking about? What are you on? I mean, that is ridiculous. They were smashed, absolutely smashed. Yeah, I don't know if they can come back from that first loss, Vossi. Uh, Australia, they did the job against Fiji, 42 to 8 in the first game. I mean, they, they were impressive enough and trying to work out their combinations. The, the seven or eight plays yep. rested from game one will come in. Um, that means Cleary and Munster will be in the halves. Uh, Mal told Ben Davis today yep. on SENQ that Grant will start as hooker. I'm used to saying in the number nine, but he'll start as hooker. They certainly looked better with Grant playing as dummy half on, on Sunday morning our time. Oh, he was exceptional. He, he, he really was exceptional. And I love hearing the... Um, I love hearing and you know mixing with the fans after the games because they've they've only seen these players on TV and they they come away from the game. It was the same last night in Warrington. Um, you know all the fans talking about how good Joey Manu is. It was the same in in Italy. Well, this Harry Grant, you know how good he. Um, so no, they were very impressed with Harry Grant and he was he was he was very good. And the Australians warmed as the contest went on. I mean credit to Fiji. You know the effort Fiji put in was was light years ahead of what Samoa had done earlier in the day. Um, terrific scramble and goal line defence. If they didn't put that effort in, you know, Australia would have racked up 60 or more. But, um, no, I, I thought a, a, a decent hit out. And Mal's got the duty of giving everyone um, a game across these, these first uh, week and a bit. Um, three pool games. Uh, who their quarterfinal opponent will be? Well, based on last night, I mean, Lebanon um, and yesterday watching Ireland, I mean, that's going to be a keen tussle. So it'll be Lebanon or Ireland, it appears, that Australia would play in the uh, quarterfinal. So really... Yeah, they're going to sweep through their first four games, aren't they? Let's not kid ourselves mm-hmm. and then go headlong into New Zealand in the semi-finals. Again, stressing to our listeners, Australia cannot play New Zealand in the final. They are they are slotted in to play each other in the semi-final, which is massive. Mm. Now, Vossi, um, in relation to pronunciations, and I thought the UK commentators were really poor yeah. with the Samoan players. I didn't do any of their research, oh. and you've been outstanding over the years. Now, I noticed with the Lebanon, the Cedars game, well, I thought they were really courageous against New Zealand. Adam Duahi. So yes. moving forward, is that the way that Adam's pronounced yes. surname? No, yeah. So I can give you the whole story there. So the very first game Adam played was the Charity Shield. This is even before he'd played an NRL game. He played Charity Shield and I be, you know, I've got plenty of Lebanese friends. I, no, I, I saw the surname and that's always been pronounced Duahi. Always. It is in the Lebanese community that is Dwayhi. That's how, if you go back and listen to his very first appearance, I called him Dwayhi in the Charity Shield. He informed me that week after having that first game, before he played his first NRL game, he said, no, I, it's, I want it pronounced Dewey because that's what my father has been. Even though it's Dwayhi in the Lebanese community, my dad is Dewey, so I will respect him, and so I'm Adam Dewey. And I said, sweet. You know, you, and this is what a lot of the fans don't understand sometimes. We, we do what the players want not necessarily what the extended family want. Well, this week, going into game one of, um, of the World Cup, he has set the record down and said, I'd like to be known as Dwayhi, which is the correct Lebanese pronunciation. So, we re- again, we respect Adam's wishes. It is Adam Dwayhi from this day forth. So, so I hope that's cleared it up. Right. Vossi, nice. uh, we're talking off the top of the show. Sats has got a mate who used to play rugby league in England. 
and quite often he was used as the 19th man. So he played reserve grade on the Friday night, front up on Sunday to be the yep. the uh, 19th man. Apparently the 19th man's job was to massage, to rub down the other players. Uh, we've got a text here from Steve from Dubbo. It says, Vossi sounds tense. Uh, he's in the right part of the world for a 19th man. Do you want us to send some 19th men around well, to give you a rub down, Vossi? And are you tense? Uh, no. No, the answer is no. Um, it, well, well, if you say tense, I mean, the body clock just hasn't adjusted at all. I don't think I've had longer than about four, four and a half hours sleep. Buggered. I'm absolutely buggered and would only sleep four and a half hours. And bang, I'm up. So I haven't adapted to the cycle yet. But um, no, I, I do not want the 19th man having any visit. Keep the 19th man well clear of me, Sats. You, you deviant. Right, yeah, yeah, and it was Steve from Dubbo, actually. It was a real text. So, Steve, that's a thanks but no thanks, clearly from Vossi. We kicked off the show tonight. Yeah. Breaking news in Australia. Uh, Sats can't stand Sweet Caroline. He's over it. I don't know if you saw the crowd singing it before yeah. the Everest with 46,000 people oh. on Saturday, Vossi. What song would yeah. you replace? We've had Sporty Gab from Newcastle suggest oh. I'm Too Sexy. Yeah. I don't mind that. No, 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 no. Over here, and it was the first song when I first get into Newcastle Stadium, every ground, the Fratellis, mate. You know, they take you to run everywhere here. You just play that. It puts a smile on your face, and it's a great song. It's a great song. So play that on your show tonight. It's played everywhere here. I wish they had written that and be living off the royalties. I don't know if they've got another song, to be honest. I don't know any of their other songs, but that gets an absolute workout here at every sporting venue, and the crowd love it. And yeah, it's it's hard not to get caught up in that one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, one of our one of our listeners, Crossy, just texted and said, "Hate the Australian numbers. I wish they'd go back to normal." Now, as a commentator, we we commentate games, Manly, mm. Penrith, whatever. We know yep. what the players look like. We know their number. If we can't see who they are, you look at their boot colour. It's mm. usually written next to their name. And yes, with the Saifidis, that's the way that I try and yeah. uh, signify which Saifidi yeah. it is. How are you going to go with these new numbers as a commentator? <laughs> you cross it yet, Vossi? Yeah. Well, well, Sats, I, well look, I, I sat in the uh, crowd to watch the game at Headingley the other night, the Australian side. And, and I had to sort of, you know, I'm just calling the game in my head, just watching them. And I know them by face. And at Headingley's a great ground. You're close to the action. But... I've got to say, I, 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 I don't know, how, how clear do the names on the back of the jerseys come up on the television? Not real I'm not really, you know, I, I said, no, that's what I mean. I, I don't think, the, is it the font? I don't think the font's right on the back of the jerseys <laughs> to have a significant, um, it, it just, it, I, I just don't think they've thought that part of it through. If they're going to justify, well, we'll mix up the numbers, but we'll put names on the back. I'm sure the names, you know, when... Sattler played Origin. I could read Sattler's name on the back a lot clearer than I can read any of the names at this World Cup. Um, look, I, I tell you what it's done. The numbering thing has proven to me the quintessential example of any publicity is good publicity because normally, and I've covered a few World Cups in my time, fellas, there's not a lot of awareness. There's not a lot of passion around the World Cup when it starts and you sort of get interested as the tournament goes on. That number fiasco... <laughs> gave more publicity for any World Cup I've previously covered. So people suddenly knew it was on and were talking about it. So I'm putting a positive spin on, on what is, I believe, a negative. I'm, I'm not a fan of it at all, and I don't see how that educates the fans having that numbering that are new to the game. I would rather they compare sevens and ones and, and know that that's how rugby league is. They're the positions, and, and you make that comparison. 
We've got it on the big screen in the studio right now, Sats, and it's still hard to see. I think they need to make the, the names bigger. Yep. Uh, they forgot to use bold yeah. Uh, on the uh, Excel spreadsheet. And yes. I'm thinking maybe Times New Roman would be a nice <laughs> font, uh, Vossi. And it yes. makes it a little bit more comical, doesn't it? Yes, right. Mm. Well, well, that's right. So there, there you go. I, I really don't, you know, you've, you've solved the problem there. Um, that, you know, invoice them. Invoice them for that um, expertise, that consultancy that you've just done there. That's, that's great. I, I will say this. Um, the crowd's disappointing. And that's, that's a talking point here um, this morning and, Looking at social media, I have had a number of fans come up to me and they're talking in relation to the final when the World Cup was last year and I was here in 2013, a ticket for the final £60, the same ticket this year. And I know it is nine years on, but it's £152. And given some grim uh, cost of living news over here, I mean, they're in an absolute mess, the government. Um, They've changed their, well, the equivalent of the Australian Treasurer over the weekend. Um, and, and, you know, they're, they're, they're headed into recession. That sort of increase isn't sitting well. So, you know, and I think it has had an impact on these uh, prelim games, uh, albeit it was different opposition. But I called New Zealand v Samoa in Warrington nine years ago when they filled the joint, 15,000. Last night, New Zealand v Lebanon, not with the, quite the same support, obviously, as Samoa, but, but to um, get less than half that crowd... Um, you know, you, you got you can't ignore it. You can't you can't ignore it. There's obviously something they need to look at their pricing and and get the fans in. All right, Andrew Voss uh, from Vossie and Brandy for breakfast on SEN and also from Fox Sports. We appreciate your time, mate. Go um, and have a curry. Yeah, and a crumpet. Go and have a crumpet for breakfast, mate. Yeah, I need a curry. Yeah. Thanks for your time, mate. Uh, yes, no, I might go to Greg's Pastry House uh, for breakfast. Thank you. Lovely being on the program and. Uh, France v Greece tonight in Doncaster, and I'm calling Tonga v PNG tomorrow in St Helens. So I can't wait for that one. Good on you, Vossi. Take care, mate. Will do. Andrew Voss coming to us live from the UK. Great job. Cheesy does a good job. Best caller in the business by a mile, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Absolutely. His research is, is better than most. He's outstanding. He's got a really good connection to the game. The good part about him, and he shows that through – his fan show that he does with Lara Pitt. He used to do it by himself. He looks at rugby league from a completely different angle from where the fan sees the game from as well. Got a text here from Craig from Maitland. says, Smith shouldn't play T20 anymore and that Australia will win the T20 and Rugby World Cups or maybe Rugby League World Cups. There you have it. Keep your texts coming through. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage, Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage, Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Welcome back to it. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. All we do is fight in the average. Uh-huh. Every time I mention cricket, I go, oh, look, Australia have been beaten by India in their warm-up game today at the Gabba by six six runs. You go, this is what you do. Mate, put your hand up. <laughs> I know you've been away. <laughs> put your hand up, mate, when you go to push the button. Mate, uh, so Australia being beaten by India. No, there's a double header at the Gabba today, which yep. is uh, warm up games. Mm. And Pakistan are playing next. No crowd allowed in. Why would that be? Why wouldn't we have a crowd? Because 
it's a friendly. It's a warm up game. Well, right. And it's on a Monday. It doesn't matter. There are actually you, do, there... you got to do the numbers, Jason. Oh, okay. You're you have a... a crowd there. You may need more hospitality staff. You need security. There won't be enough ticket sales to to cover the uh, the wages and. There so, won't be enough ticket sales. There were there were hundreds, thousands of of Indian supporters who turned up at the Gabba today couldn't get in because they said no crowd. They weren't aware of it. No one was aware well, of it. it. Well, that's why they wouldn't have filled the stadium because no one was aware of it. But why? why didn't they, but question. why didn't they promote it and have a crowd there? Weird, and, and, and it's a bad spectacle on TV. Anyway, India uh, win that warm up game. I tell you what, Finchy got some runs, but Australia's batting woes. Continue. Oh, hang on a sec. Couldn't chase down no, 186. On you go, oh, Finch, you got some runs. But, oh, we've got some problems. How about you say Finch actually found some runs? I, I think I just said that. No, no Scott. you said it. So it's not what you said. It's how you said You're going to have to break us up tonight, Jack. <laughs> I'm telling, I tell you. You're going to have to. Jack's wearing a bright shirt tonight. I don't mind his shirt tonight. It's You didn't say anything until he did. You just thought it was a normal shirt. No, I actually walked in and said, no, that's not a bad shirt. He's wearing it for Froctober. So oh, for ovarian cancer. Cancer yep. research, so mm. for awareness and also donations. So good on you, Jack. Um, West Indies, how about this? There's another There's another ball over potentially on the cards here. Scotland made 161 against the Windies. Mm. And now the Windies, another wicket has just fallen. They're six for 77 after 12 overs. Another upset coming up. Well, we spoke, spoke about the big upset, which is Namibia, Namibia of course, over the top of... Um, Sri Lanka. Now, Sri Lanka were the Asian Cup champions. They beat Pakistan and in India. India. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they came in as one of the teams that possibly would upset a lot of the other nations. Eighth in T20 rankings in the world. I think Namibia are about 14 or 15 from memory. Uh, so, yeah, a great result. And this is what the best part about, I suppose, the World Cup of cricket is that if you're between one and sort of about 10, there's – Anything can happen on any given day, and we're seeing that now with West Indies that could get rolled by Scotland. Remember years ago, I think Ireland beat Scotland in in a game years ago in a World mm. Cup, T20 World Cup, and they mm. celebrated like they'd won the war. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it it, it kind of – it does tell you, though, that if they do lose this, and we saw that performance from Sri Lanka yesterday, what's going on? Mm. You know, you think the Windies would like Australian conditions, the bouncy pitches. Yeah, anyway, it's very interesting. Um, what else happened? Oh, before we go to the break, of course, the uh, MotoGP was on at Phillip Island on the weekend, and Jack Miller, the Aussie, got himself into a bit of strife. Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, like you say, <laughs> right Chris in the, uh, the corner, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I was doing everything I could up until that point. Felt pretty confident, uh, pretty comfortable. The bike was working really well. We made a little step uh, overnight, and, no, it felt really good, especially up and over Lukey into... Uh, down into 10. Uh, bike felt mega. I was able to charge forwards as much as I w- felt necessary at that point in the race. And then, uh, yeah, I was just trying to maintain. Just going through the motions as you do in that middle part of the race. And, yeah, I got slammed from the rear. I mean, uh, came out of nowhere with nothing I could do about it. But uh, that's racing sometimes. That's all we can say, I mean. Yeah, no, fair enough. I want to know why he's got his own corner already. He's not. A, he's a good – don't get me wrong. He's a wonderful performer. Um, he, he's won races, but he's got a corner at Phillip Island and uh, along with Mick Doohan, who's mm-hmm. won world championships. Is it a bit early to give Jack Miller a corner? No, but he's been, he's been quite significant in the motor industry and in, in classes below the motor GP, of course. But is that worthy of a corner? 
Could, should we start well, off because with like you, a, because you're not winning the the be all and end all? Well, we're, well, not, we're not supposed to identify him as a good Australian athlete. He's, he's been very successful in putting <laughs> putting Australia on the map in in other in other formats. This is why you don't have a statue at at Rabina at the stadium because you you didn't. I don't know what I'm saying now, but he shouldn't have it. Can we start off with something smaller, maybe like the Jack Miller kiosk? And then once he wins work a championship, his work his way up. Yeah. Then we give him the kiosk and the toilet blocks. Maybe the pits. It's a little bit like the Gary, like there's Laurie Daly and the Mal Meninga statues. At That's right. Canberra Stadium, badge, yes. urinal. Yes. <laughs> so he does Gary like Belcher his urinal. urinal. Yeah. He does like it. Always the end urinal. It's the vaginal. <laughs> That's what they call it. Um, we're going to take a break. Oh, Ali Day, by the way, can yep. I just say, joining us, uh, talk about tough sports people. You're talking about badge. Uh, Ali Day wins the Cool and Gatter Gold on the weekends with a seven centimetre tear in his calf. Now he took that into the race. Took it in to win his eighth Cool and Gatter Gold. I've got to say, I think the Cool and Gatter Gold mm. is the, the worst movie ever. Great movie, Colin Friels. Not only to train for. Yep. But I think it's, I think it's the toughest Australian event in sport. I agree, I agree with you. Prove me wrong. Non-contact sport. Yeah. Well, non-contact. Everyone's every sport is different, tough for different reasons. Yeah. But you'd say to rugby league players, I'd rather play an eighty-minute game of rugby league than do the cool and get a gold. Speaking from a personal point of view, I'd rather do the cool and get a gold than get into an octagon for UFC. Did you Just say saying, an octagon? I don't know. Octagon. <laughs> Seriously. Mate, put your hand up. I know you've been away because put your hand up, mate, See, when you're gonna push This the is button. what you do when you Sports stuff update. up, you try and divert the attention somewhere else. Sports Day, sixty years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. We are Sports Day. Back in a moment, thanks to Kia. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at Kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. First hour of the show nearly over. That's dis- that's disgusting. I can't believe that's happened. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Lots of great texts coming through, Sats. Grafton Bronco, 2GF, saying whole lots from the weekend. What about the referee in the Australia versus England game? No, Australia-Fiji. Australia-Fiji, of course. Yep. I think that was Grant Atkins, actually, Aussie, co- Aussie ref. He keeping up with the Fox when he scored his length of the field try. Incredible. He was fast as. Correct. So So if the Fox is the fastest player in the world, does that make him the fastest official in the world? I want to see all referees, 100-metre race, with their whistle, yep. like in one hand. I want to see a race between the linesmen and lineswomen yep. and with their flags up. So they've got to run with their flag up. Uh, I'm coming to get you. 100 metres. They're, you know they're nobody without a flag, linesmen and women. What do you mean they're nobody? Well, they're just like you and I, just normal people, rugby league-loving fans. Yeah. Rugby league. Anyway, we're going to have go. some songs to replace Sweet Carolina. Yeah, give us one. Too. No, give us one. Uh, what about uh, this one here is um, Sporty Gav, right said Fred. Love it. I'm too sexy. Yes, I love I might play a bit of that afterwards. Ali yep. Day joining us next after winning the Cool and Gatter Gold for the eighth time on the weekend.
with a massive injury. We'll get to that next on Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. For Kia, the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Hour two of a Monday night edition of Sports Day. The legend himself, Scott Sattler, in the studio. <laughs> a ton of your texts coming through as well. We love them. 0457 736 736. Thanks to McDonald Jones. Holmes, best texter tonight, by the way, just quietly picks themselves up a double pass to the Golden Eagle Day, our race day at Rose Hill. On Saturday, the 29th of October, so Saturday week, thanks to Racing New South Wales. And don't forget the McDonald Jones birthday sale is on now. We're going to get to some of the songs you'd like to see sweet replace Sweet Caroline uh, at sporting events like the Swans and also uh, the Everest that was happening on uh, Saturday at uh, Ramwick. But uh, I'm going to talk to Ali Day in just a moment as well. But something, Sats, we haven't touched on yet, and I know we've got opinions on this, and we're getting texts. One here from Rooster Muzz, Woogs and Sati, Satsi, how good was it to see New Zealand Silver Ferns beat those woke virtue signalling Australian Diamonds? Well, I don't agree with that. I'd love to see the Diamonds beat New Zealand. Uh, and he says he's Australian as it gets, but I won't be supporting the Diamonds again until they wear the Australian uh, uniforms sponsored by the wonderful Australian Gina Reithart. Cheers, uh, Rooster Mars. Well, Jason says, how dare netballers take issue with a comment made by Lang Hancock years ago when Gina Reinhardt has given the sport up to $350 million as a disgrace. So Jason says as well. So on the for the listeners who don't know what we're talking about, we'll get into a little bit later on. Um, Lang Hancock made some uh, – it was either 1984, I think it was 1984 or 1994, made some no, – Yeah, 80s. 80s. Yeah. It made some comments, if it is true, what's been reported, were pretty ordinary, very uh, disgusting. Not pretty ordinary. Yeah, they, they, were. Disgusting. they were. disgusting. They were Absolutely disgusting. And they were prehistoric. Yeah, they were, and, and about Indigenous Australians and reproduction. And I, I, don't, I don't agree with them. You don't. I don't know anyone who would agree with that, mm. right? And they were disgusting. However, these aren't comments from his daughter, Gina Reinhardt. She's not guilty by association. No, no, absolutely not. And they uh, and Gina Reinhardt's mining company is now one of the major sponsors and supporters of, of Australian netball. Saving Australian netball, throwing millions in to, to the game. And we've got players saying we're not going to wear that jersey because of those comments or we're not going to wear them, uh, you know, because also something to do with mining you know, it doesn't fit our moral compass or is whatever it, around it is. around climate and control? Or oh, we don't, I don't know. So but they all drive electric cars, do they? And not flying planes, if that's the case? Well, I hope they don't have iPhones that are, are made in China, one of the biggest polluters in the world. Mm. You know, so I just I just think... We're getting very political, Jason. Well, no, no, but I, I, you know what, Sats? They've got a right to have an opinion, right? Yep. I don't think plays deserve to have a right um, to decide what jersey they wear, particularly when it's an Australian jersey. Sonny Bill Williams did. Well, that's, around gambling. Well, that was a Roosters jersey. Yep. But that and, and that's fine. And so did um, Amlar, the South African cricketer. But I tell you what, he did because he wouldn't wear the jersey with it had a beer sponsor on it because it went against his religious beliefs. He forfeited fifty percent of his match payment. So here's my point: if if the Australian netballers have that opinion, that's fine. You, you're you're entitled 
to whatever you believe in. And again, we do not support Lang Hancock's comments from 1984. They're disgusting. But if you if you don't want to wear it for any other reasons as well, then don't. But that means, A, you may not be available for selection to play for Australia, or B, you forfeit your match payment or a percentage of. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree. And especially when you've got someone who is injecting so much money into sport, not only netball, but has supported a lot of the Olympians as well who really struggle to try and prepare for Olympics and and can't have full-time jobs a lot of the time, have to focus on their training, and especially a lot of the female athletes who find it more difficult than the men, unfortunately. And and Gina Reinhardt has supported a lot of those and hasn't requested a lot of publicity around it as well. No, absolutely. So uh, let us know your thoughts. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Thanks to McDonald Jones Holmes. Let's get onto something more positive. Uh, he is the toughest bloke we know. Uh, he won his eighth Cool and Gatter gold on the weekend on one leg. Yeah, he had a seven centimetre tear in one of his calf muscles. He's joining us now, friend of the show. You know what? I'm going to forgive him for being a Rooster supporter tonight. I Ali, will also. Ali Day, <laughs> welcome back to Sports That's Day, good. mate. Congratulations. Uh, thanks, thanks for having us, boys. It's always, it's always a pleasure to be on. Hey. So how does it compare to the other seven before? Does, was it anything different? Um, other than the injury itself, we'll get to that, Ali. This is just an amazing achievement with, um, with what you've, you've done on Sunday. Yeah, so it's, it's um, you know it's hard to, to to pick one, but I think it, and I'll probably say this every year, you know, that I've won one that that was the that was the most special one, or that was the hardest one. But I have to say, what I went through the last few weeks um, in the lead up, and and you know, obviously we'll talk about it with the injury and things like that. But just yeah, I was just really proud of the fact that I was able to get through um, yesterday's race, and um, there was obviously a fair bit of. Fair bit of doubt there, but I think I think it's that that at race is probably my um, yeah one of my most proudest moments as, as being an Ironman in particular in the race. Seven centimetre tear in the calf muscle. You didn't do that in the race. You took that into the race. How far out from the race did you did you suffer the injury? Yeah, I did it. Um, I did it three weeks ago on a Monday. So just went out for uh, we just we did a run through the week before, thank God, and and uh, had sort of a recovery week following week and. On the Monday morning, I was feeling fresh as a daisy and went out for my, um, you know, ten or twelve k sort of run and got through the warm up fine. And I was doing like a, a thirty minute set of, you know, at a pretty pretty solid pace. And I got to about, um, you know, about k seven, and I just felt it getting really tight, and I knew there was something, uh, something wasn't right. And and thankfully, um, you know, I just know some people in the, that Q scan here on the Gold Coast that have been incredible over the last few years. Um, and, and they got me in, got a scan, and, and sure enough, I, you know, there was a tear in there. So, um, yeah, again, I didn't sort of panic too much. I, I got on the crutches that week and uh, had had the best, you know, support staff around me, and, you know, just trying to tell me, you know, how to best manage it. And I felt like we managed it to a T. Uh, I didn't run until yesterday until I jumped off the ski. So you can imagine there's a fair few nerves in my head um, but, you know, I was running a few head laps around my head with what was going to sort of take place. But, um, yeah, it was that's what I mean. I was just really, really proud that I put my foot on the start line and, and um, you know, gave it my best. And win, lose or draw, I was going to be proud no matter what because I, um, 
yeah, if I went the other way and pulled out, I, I, I don't know if I could have lived with myself. So, yeah, I was just pumped that it all worked out to plan and um, only just so. I had, had Matt Bev luck <laughs> running me down on, on, you know, two legs. So, uh, yeah, just, just grateful that I, that I got across the line. That's amazing and ridiculous in the same in the same sentence when you talk Come about on, that's ridiculous. what you what you went through and not to run <laughs> until you got off the ski. Now, what was the game plan between both you and your coach and your team going in, knowing that you had the injury? Was there a was there a time that you tried to identify during the race where you felt that you could just try and break away and get a big enough lead? We, we, the plan was from, um, and it always has been the plan. That the plan was to always be on the attack, so never, never play defense. Like always, keep the tempo upbeat. You know, um, we like to call them matches, I guess. And I wanted to burn as many matches as I could in, in the ski, with, with being sensible at the same time as well. And I did the same and uh, same in the swim and. Um, Slowly but surely, I just started, you know, obviously dropping a few guys. We, we came in with six guys on the ski. Um, we all obviously swam out together in the, the middle swim leg, and we got down to two guys, and I jumped on the board. There was still Jackson Borg there. I was able to drop him, and the plan was always to get to the run leg um, with a buffer, particularly with, with the calf injury. I knew I needed uh, at least two minutes. I knew that if if uh, if I could if I could if I could spare two minutes and get 15 seconds a kilometre over eight k's, I could I could probably make do. That's what I was thinking in my head. But thankfully, I got off, and I don't know the exact time. It was probably around three to three thirty um, um, with, with the amount of time I had. But obviously, at the time, I was just thinking, "Geez, it'd be nice to have six minutes." But I didn't. I'd take, I took the three minutes, and yeah, just. You know, I had to get up the other end of Belinga and back, and um, I could just rest then. Yeah, adrenaline sort of takes over as well when you're leading in such a big event. Now, I think it's the toughest event in Australia, without a doubt. Now, not only the preparation you've got to go through, the pain, also the conditions as well, which can be quite testy. But I saw a couple of days leading into the Cool and Get a Gold that I think it was a lot of the northeasterly winds were bringing in a lot of, lot of blue bottles and a lot of blue bottle type sort of little marine life coming in and around Cool and Gadda and on the Gold Coast coastline. Were they around on Sunday? There was, thankfully, there wasn't. But there was a lot there on um, a lot there on Saturday and a lot there on Friday, actually, which which I know you can't do anything about, but you definitely worry about that, worry about that sort of stuff because it can it can play a big part in your race, particularly the weather too. Like um, last week, it looked like it was going to be pretty cool, but thankfully yesterday we got a really warm day, which... You know, it does make conditions a lot tougher. Like you're on the ski for an hour and fifty minutes, and um, you know it's hard going. You know what I mean? Twenty three k slogging it out, and um, you know, thankfully, as I said, the conditions were were pretty favourable. In in, in um, you know towards me, it was um, there wasn't much assistance out there. I kind of like that. Um, kind of plays into my hands. I did obviously the last three weeks. I did all my training in the canals at, at Talabudra and at, at um, you know, Broad Beach there because I wasn't allowed in the surf with my calf. So I feel like um, that sort of played into my hands a little bit. I had, you know, had so much time, you know, just paddling on my own and paddling in the flat water, which which ended up being um, a fair bit of yesterday's race. Well, well done, mate. Uh, we, Pre- just wanted, we just wanted to ring you to say congratulations. Preferred drink on Celebration Alley. What's your preferred drink? Still going, I reckon. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't. I, just, I don't have a preferred drink. I had a bit of champagne. Last if you said, if you say so. protein shake or Powerade <laughs> or something like that, obviously, or Chardonnay, no, we're no, hanging no, up. No. I'm going to crow peck you. No, 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 it's not that. 
just a couple of beers. I'll have a couple of beers tonight. But yeah, yesterday I was I was uh, I felt actually quite crook after the race just because uh, my calf was pretty sore and um, the, the adrenaline sort of started to wear off. So just anything with sugar in it, mate, and just water. I was just I don't know how many bottles of water someone tipped <laughs> on the back of my head. But, but um, yeah, no, a couple couple of beers this week would be nice just to. There's no better feeling, you know. As an athlete, you go into races like that. There's so much unknown, particularly with an injury. And um, I thought, man, if I, I I could definitely lose one today. And um, I'm just yeah, laid in bed last night. I was extremely proud and extremely satisfied. So I um, appreciate the boys. I appreciate you boys for having me on and, and all, all the support you give me uh, year in year out. Yep. No, mate, we love you. And well Frank. done. To, by the way, well done to Carla Papika as well, who won the women's yes uh, yesterday as well. Ali. Yeah, amazing. Are you yeah. going to you're going to take some time off now? Yeah, I'll take some time off. We we start the Ironman series in six weeks' time, so I'll take a few days off this week and and try. Um, you know, it takes a toll. Obviously, what happened yesterday and physically and mentally, what's happened the last few weeks. But uh, I guess I've got to get this calf right and get ready to go in, in six weeks' time. When you you know you obviously start turning. Uh, turning our attention or turning my attention, sorry, to the shorter sort of stuff. So um, there's some good big races this year in, in the Ironman series and the summer of surf. So there's some races there I want to tick off. And uh, so I'll get this calf off a few days off as well. Well, mate, I certainly know what you're going through. I had a, a, a half a centimetre uh, tear in my hamstring <laughs> Uh, slipping on a pie in a car park, so and I couldn't get off the I couldn't get off the couch for a month. So I know I know what you're going through, mate. So my thoughts my thoughts are with you. Tonight, okay. Any tip, any any advice, mate? Would be awesome. Send it through. I, I found beer was uh, a very good friend uh, for that one month. Ali, congratulations, mate. Thanks for joining I'll, us I'll again drink on one Sports. Put one on my car. <laughs> yeah, don't Thanks, do that. Boys, appreciate it. See you, mate. Bye bye. <laughs> Amazing. See you, boys, mate. Just amazing. Uh, he's a legend. He's an absolute. No, he's a legend. great guy. He's a great rugby league supporter as well. They say the Roosters. Well, that's not that's not so bad. But he is one of Australia's great athletes, top three greatest athletes currently. Mm. And I think, you know, we grew up watching Trevor Hendy and Guy Leach, and we yeah. we like to romanticise with history. And don't get me wrong, again, some of our greatest athletes. This guy, by the time he retires, our greatest. Iron Man of all time, I think. I'm with you. Hey, um, another upset in the T20. Uh, Scotland has beaten West Indies by 42 runs. What? <laughs> it's Jamaica it's got beaten in round one of the World Cup of Rugby League. Yeah, by Ireland, and we've heard about that. Yeah. We? yeah. Now beaten in the World Cup of Cricket, round one. Yes, but you know what? They live in the West Indies. I'm sure they'll get over it. Bit of rum. Yep. Uh, drink responsibly and carefully as well. Uh, the other games of cricket uh, coming up tonight before we get to some uh, text messages. Uh, we've got Pakistan and England playing a warm-up game at the Gabba. How good is that? Mm-hmm. That is a. It's not even on telly this game, but that's a that's a massive match uh, tonight at the Gabba and in the T Twenty uh, World Cup, where the guys, where the teams are trying to qualify for the World Cup. You have got Ireland. Oh, Jack will be happy. Uh, they'll be taking on Zimbabwe now. Zimbabwe should win that match. In fact, that match. Should be underway now, unless there's a rain delay in Hobart. But uh, we'll keep you updated on that as well. But the news: uh, Scotland have beaten uh, the West Indies. Some of your text messages now from McDonald Jones' birthday sale on now, boys. These netball girls are brought up in our schools with a daily diet of left-wing alarmist climate garbage. I feel like I'm Alan, uh, Alan Jones. Ah, uh, they are ignorant of the wonderful generosity of Gina Reinhart. 
and none of those uh, the dopes around them are informed enough to educate them about the hand that feeds them. Mm. Go woke, go broke. Bondi Jack, thanks for your time. Now, we asked for some of the songs that one day we'll take yes. over from Sweet Caroline, which is a great song, Neil Diamond song, outstanding song. So why are you sick of it? No, I'm not saying I'm sick of it. I'm saying what's going to be the next one that will no, take over? No, that's what you said. Because you... it was horses, then that sort of is... No, that's strong. Yeah, not at all the events now. Now it's Sweet Caroline at the boxing, at the rugby, at the league, at the races. You don't it's like everywhere. Neil Diamond, do you? I love well, Neil Diamond. Well, what about Crackling Rose? Hugh Rosie? Sheridan's about to play Neil Diamond oh, in a, and a you're stage going show. To that, aren't I'm going to go Solitary Man. I'm going to go watch that. What? Um, now this is uh, Grafton Bronco 2GF. We said earlier on, he said, uh, Luke Combs, uh, when it rains, it pours. Love it. Good. People aren't going to – that's not a hold your beer in that. You know what it is? Right. It's Kay Sane from Cold Chisel. Do you reckon? Yeah. Or the Angels, am I ever going to see your face again? So one, No, one, you can't say that. One section of the crowd sings that and no, the other section sings no. the other bit. What at Sporty Gab we said earlier on, we have got the audio of it. Right said Fred. I'm too I can see everyone singing this. Too sexy for my cat. Oh, pussy. Oh, pussy cat. <laughs> Dedicate that to Covey tonight, my cat. Okay, Mark Sorensen from Gimpy. Well, I haven't got any more songs here. What, no, what it's all right. It? I can, I can just. Does she sing it. <laughs> Gimpy. He says, uh, "What's the, what's it up in Gimpy? Gimpy, Gimpy Devils, I think it is." Um, he says, "What about Billy Joel's Always a Woman?" Oh, please. Take it. You can't sing Always a Woman when. No. Yeah. What about? Have we got uh, the Elvis remix? That that one is it. JXL Elvis. I don't know. Yeah, Jack, I know. Jack's writing a message and Billy Joel's in it. I'm not playing Always a Woman. Okay, it's, you play it. No. It's, it's in, it's in it, the system. It's, it's a ridiculous. Play it. It's a ridiculous suggestion. It's not. For a sporting event. It's a good song. Okay, yeah, but can you play it? Let the listeners decide, Jason. Oh, what do the listeners know? Oh, <laughs> oh. she never gives up. Great song, but I can't see anyone singing. No. Yeah, she you're right. Imagine yep. that at the races at Rose Hill. Golden Eagle Day. What about a little less conversation? The remix. G Man, Brisbane. I don't mind this one. It's a little bit fast, but you know, I don't think anyone would be able to sing along with it. It's K Sun. I mean, I'm I'm still a fan of just keeping keeping uh, Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. Well, I love, what about, I love going uh, to the Swans and hearing that song. John at Forbes. Thanks for your text, John. G'day boys. What about Die Straits, the Walk of Life? Oh, God's Have sake. you got that in there? Is no. Not there? No, Jack's not okay. on the ball. He's not on the ball. Mm. No, we don't want your favourite song. Hey, do you do Thunderstruck? Does the crowd do na na Good And one. another section goes, Thunder! I like and it. And you go, nah, nah, nah. I like it. Could we choreograph it, though, to happen? And try then a horse goes, na 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 Anyway, keep your suggestions coming second. through. Jack's saying here, try Fratelli's. Well, that, are we going to have for Italian again tonight? That's, that's the Italian restaurant we go to. <laughs> Is it, is it there? We've got to go to a break, boys. I'm very busy. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm loading it in now. One sec, one sec, one sec. All right, that was Vossi. I feel like I'm at the darts. Yes, that's where it is, isn't it? The darts. Da, 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 da. Yeah, Vossi uh, suggested that. We've got to go to a break. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Back in a moment.
The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. For Kia, the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. Keep your texts coming through from McDonald Jones Homes, their birthday sale. It's on our 0457 736 736. Steve from Dubbo, evening fellas. How much heart has Cambosis got? Oh, yeah. He, he was he was tough. He just wasn't up to it, right, Sats? Yeah, he just outclassed by a very, very classy uh, boxer who we're going to be reading about in 20, 30, 40 years' time. Um, about how good this kid is, this Devin Haney, who's now in now in Vegas. He's hosting. He's based himself in Vegas, but he's a he's a special boxer. He'll dominate this weight division for a long time. And and Cambosis, yeah, he was so gracious in defeat as well. I'd, he just he epitomises what Australians and Greeks are. Greeks are hardworking, yeah. but also they're really good people. And Aussies, well, they just they love a battler. And mm. uh, yeah, he epitomises everything about. Um, yeah, both his, uh, his, you know, his, his upbringings. Hey, Toronto Rod's come up with a good song that could replace Sweet Caroline. By the way, I don't want Sweet Caroline replaced, but he's saying, uh, what's about, oh, where's he gone? I've lost him. Toronto Rod. Oh, we are the champions. Queen. Like it. Yeah. It's, but again, it's too long. Do you do, we are the champions back to back with, we will rock you. Do you put the two of them together? Like this is going to go seven minutes. That's like saying, let's do Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> who, do, or, who does the solo stuff? Oh, my God, that'll go forever. Yeah. People, we've got to be smart about this. Mm. Have a think about it. What mm. else? Uh, now, Danger texted us in earlier, and I, I don't know whether he's had a little bit too much to drink. I'm not quite sure. Um, <laughs> drink responsibly. How about E. Inglis Bertham Think? But he's, what he's talking about is Inglebird Hunkbadink. <laughs> Great singer in his day. But what? No, yeah. he wasn't. So Siri has gone, what, who? Who are you talking about, mate? Get off the source. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Um, what about living next door to Alice? 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 Who Again, the hell is Alice? You need one side of the grandstand at Ramwick to yep. sing one bit and then the other side sings the other one. And it, it's very hard to coordinate. And the members just don't sing anything in the mm. middle. Rooster Muzz has actually given it to Jack. And we're talking about Jack in relation to his... Producer um, Jack. Producer Jack in relation to his inability to get stuff to us straight away when we ask for Very it. slow. Very slow. And Rooster Muzz says, what else do you expect from Jack after the crap he usually nominates <laughs> on Thursday night? Is that our text of the night? <laughs> There we go. He's just texting us now. The Alice Grab is in there. So can oh, you play well, it, man, we've already talked about it. We've moved on to other songs. Yeah. You know where the button is? Yeah, I do. When are we going to get to Wonder War? Because Mick from Thornlands agrees. Wonder War, great sing-along song. 24 years this week. Oh, I like this. So tell her how I feel and maybe get a second best. Now I got to get used to not living next door to Alice. 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 Who the hell is Yeah, we know. Yeah. We know the rest. All right. Now, Wonderwall, great sing-along. Mick from Thorns. I just I said that I one, know you mate. just said that, but I was just going to add to it. Oasis, overrated. There I go. No, they're I not, it. mate. They're it's not. like Fruit Loops. 
overrated well, as a cereal. Th- again, another conversation in the – we should just leave the mics. Oh, we can't. But I just again, in the ad break, you go, oh, mate, I like my dinner at 6.30. Well, we're on the air. And then you go, but sometimes, sometimes I might have a bowl of cereal later on. I go, okay. I, I really don't care. <laughs> right? I have little dinner than big dinner. It's like little lunch and big lunch. But you hate Fruit Loops. Why? Mm. Why? How can I, you this, hate a cereal? Rat Rogers sent us a text as well going, Sats, hate's a hard word. Yeah, I, I, I hate the Oasis brothers. You the can't Gallagher say brothers. that. Well, I did. I did. You can't take it back. I don't like them. I think they're horrible people. Uh, by the way, uh, Matt Rogers joining us on the show tomorrow night. He'll sort oh, you out. Jock sniffer. Do, what? Um, <laughs> he is. I know. Are, he texts are. me all the time. Mm. Um... Steve from Dubbo says, an athlete like Cambosis makes me proud of my Greek heritage. Yasu, Steve. Tikanias. Beligala. Well, hang on. Never tear us apart in excess. Not bad. Like it. Not bad. That's from Andrew. Well done, Andrew. Good text, buddy. How about the Scottish bowler? He bowls it 24 yards from behind the stumps and gets him wickets. Cheers, Toronto. Right, I don't know. I haven't seen that. Uh, what about- well, hang on <laughs> a sec. You're, you're the fourth. Best cricket commentator. Yeah, I haven't paid any attention to Scotland, to be honest. I've been on air. So okay. I haven't seen Hey, Woogie, is there, uh, what about American Pie from Don McLean? Oh, my God. Imagine goes that. goes a long time, doesn't it? I'm Great telling, song, but. What about a horse with no name as the horse is walking out on the track? <laughs> what about that? Keep them coming in. 0457 736 736. Break time. When we come back, Peacock and the Sock join us on Sports Day. Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage, Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. For Kia, the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Yeah, we normally catch up with Joel and Fletch on a Monday night, but the boys are still on holidays, I think, till the end of the month. But the Peacock and the Sock are joining us tonight on Sports Day. Hello, boys. Evening, gents. Hope you had a great weekend. What'd you get up to? Great weekend. Oh, I was, I've got my in-laws over at the moment, so they're from New Zealand, so South mm. Island, New Zealand. So um, I don't, I'm not usually a massive drinker, but my father-in-law loves... Spiced rum, so basically, oh, when the sun comes up, I'm into a some sort of spiced rum and dry. But, and your, um, your mother in law gives it a fair, fair decent whack as well, loves it? a wine, yeah. So, um, but <laughs> mine was uh, I love my boxing, so my whole weekend was was about the boxing on Saturday yeah. in Brisbane, and then Sunday, of course, the Cambosis fight. What'd you make of that, mate? It, it, paint a picture for us, that's it, as you say, you love your boxing and you, you're across it, so. You know who's who in the zoo. Where does this Haney guy rank at the moment and where can he end up, the guy who dusted Cambosis for the second time in a row? Oh, I think he's potentially going to be one of our greats in the lower divisions, in the lightweights and the welterweights. He's he's undefeated at the moment. He fights like Floyd Mayweather, which sometimes makes it a boring style, but I think he could he could potentially go 34, 35 and 0 by the time he retires. He's he's a class act. He's a real class act. I, you know, when he fights someone like a uh, Tank Davis or Vasily Lomachenko, he'll beat them as well. He's just too classy. He's too slick. So where to now for uh, Cambosis, mate, after that loss? Three heavy fights this year. Do you see him 
continuing on a, a, a path of boxing, or is that it? Where, where so do you I, see him finishing up? Do you know what? Someone else asked me. Pete Bedell, um, one of the, the journos from News Corp, asked me the same question. And Do you know what? It's, it's a risky fight if you want to fight him because he's so tough, Cambosis, and he can put you through so much. So not a lot of, lot of, not a lot of people want to fight him. And then he won't fight for a title because Haney owns all the belts and he'll fight Vasily Lomachenko next, you think, or there's Javante Davis. But I think the only thing for Cambosis now is probably go back and fight Teofimo Lopez, who he beat for the belts in the last 12 months. I think that's the, the next step for him, I think, to uh, get some credibility back. Hey, um, Jase, you would have been across your Rugby League World Cup. What stood out for you from... Uh... <laughs> from the games on the opening weekend. Uh, Samoa up to their old tricks again. <laughs> Who would have thought about is it? Is it too much buffet again, boys? What's going on? That was a horrible defeat. Well, Gibbo's got a theory. Come on, Gibbo. I want you to chime in here. I said that they'd probably spend the last two weeks celebrating um, whenever they have expectation on them. Usually it doesn't go so well. Where you, They have come into this World Cup as... A powerhouse, essentially, and I'm just not sure whether or not what they're doing on the trading paddock is equating to that. Mm. That comes back to the coach. And the coach, Matt Parrish, has been there since 2013, and you you get what you give. And Samoan Rugby League keep doing the same thing. You're they, not a fan, are you? Well, I, I just look at the results. I look at the results. The last World Cup, they had complaints, players coming back underdone, overweight, and looked like they hadn't trained at all and they were spending time at the buffet and bonding and drinking too much. So, um, And there was calls by ex-proud Samoan players and current Samoan players are in this squad calling for a change to the coaching and it didn't happen for mm. some reason. I don't, I don't know, but it was a horrible performance. I hope they can, you know bounce what, I hope back. they can, yeah, I hope they can bounce back because they're a proud sure nation. F- France next, isn't it? Yeah. I thought yeah. I thought Australia were good, much better when um, Harry Grant came onto the field. Yeah, thought they looked a lot better then. Dynamic. So, and he'll start. Mal said that today. He'll start next week. All those players that were rested uh, this week will play definitely play next week. And Harry Grant will will start it. I was going to say the nine jersey. What numbers he in thirty eight? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, lotto numbers. Hey, um, guys, what do you reckon? Uh, does does Cleary just come straight in for DCE? As much as you guys would hate to say that, no, no, no. I, I think Cleary yeah. goes in. I, I think our mate Brandy summed it up really well last week. He said, "You know, when you play against Fiji and Scotland, with all due respect, it's not really going to give you a good indication of who's going to be the best halfback because they're expected to win those games comfortably. So you just really got to go on best combination for the side, but mostly what's the form throughout the the regular season and the finals. So, and that clearly points to." Cleary, you would think, even mm. though Queensland won the Origin, but that was that was three or so months ago. So I think you've got to go on who's the best and halfback lucky. in the back end of the season. Can we talk cricket, sock? Yeah. Um, or yeah. All right. What do you want? What, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> Friday night, I had Finch out. Gone. That was that was terrible on Friday night. The rain saved us. Yeah. Finch is going yeah, all right the, at the moment. He's fifteen not out of eleven. Yeah. The, mm. the, the 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 problem that I have. Uh, Jace is with the cricket intellect. It's not you've got guys like Aaron Finch who've played a hundred games. So when they're going out for Australia, even in those small run chases, Maxwell included, um, there's not too many guys who are standing out. They're just making poor decisions with the bat. Now, the theme of the Australian cricket team at the moment seems to be flexibility and adaptability. Is and we're going to bat guys in different areas. We're going to bowl them in different areas. But there's no excuse for showing poor cricket intellect. And I, I, when you're going into a World Cup. You know, 
you want to be getting these things right, even if you're in different positions. And it's a discouraging sign when you're seeing us, you know, I guess we beat the West Indies, but, you know, they're, they're, they play a completely different style. But England are coming in red hot and have a game plan and are sticking to it mm. and are really impressive. So there are worrying signs. I still have Australia ahead. You know, it's a home ground advantage, but that gap has narrowed significantly now given the globalisation of T20 cricket. So there are warning signs. They've got a game against India at the moment. What are they, Marsh? 23 or 14. Finch getting a start. You know, overall I'm backing Finch as the Australian cricket captain, but, you know, New Zealand, England, uh, India, Pakistan, you can throw a towel over, you know, eight to ten nations that could go on and win it. I don't know how the Aussie cricketers turned up today because according to Finchie on Friday, they're just tired. These 20 <laughs> over games are taking it out of them. Huh? And the first class hotels, their business class flights, their masseurs, their, their lovely buffets. I mean, they must be buggered, mate. Well, you, you've also, the game finishes generally at 10 o'clock, so you circuit until 4 or 5. So you could imagine you're probably only getting two or three hours sleep. So I understand these guys are tired. Oh, Come on, gosh. they're professional cricketers. Hey, Sorry. earlier on, you guys, oh, I was listening to your <laughs> interview <laughs> with... <laughs> <laughs> listen to your interview with Milne Morkel. What a legend he was. He was yeah. so good to watch, wasn't he? It was a good interview as well. He came across as a really humble sort of guy. Sock, as you explained what he does uh, for your cricket club. But Jace earlier on, he... he he said, um, big question about Mornay Morkel. Mm. Did Mornay kill Patrick? <laughs> Did you ask that question? <laughs> oh, wow. come on, Peacock. That's great. Oh, no use, that, that was Brooks's groan, but I was thinking the same thing. You've got a groan from Brooks and you've got an absolute <laughs> giggle because okay, I haven't heard gonna, it and I'm going to use where it. Where does oyster jokes like land on the tears <laughs> oh, of jokes because it's down a, the bottom, Sure, put another selfie up on Instagram. Oh, stop being so shellfish. So we've got a few oh, other nicknames. That's better. We've got a few other nicknames. <laughs> we've got V-Rate, V-Rate E. coli. You like that? No? Yeah. Oh, yeah. might skip over that one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, yeah. And that's about the best of my well, jokes. <laughs> What's his name? Thakur from India? Oh, yeah, Shadel Thakur. Oh, that's just called Tupac. Tupac Shakur yeah. all so, day long. I don't mind that. Hey, hey boys, they... can I give you something? I want to give, do this for you. New South Wales, the gate. Um, oh, look, I'm, I'm not a big fan of this, but have you heard of um, that uh, Facebook page, the uh, SHIT Towns of Australia? Have you heard about that? That wonderful no. Facebook page. But well, why doesn't it surprise me that, that it's spell? on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, they've just done a poll of New South Wales' crappiest towns for 2022. Right, eh? And their viewers have come back and said it's Mount Druitt. No. I don't agree Worst with Worst town no. in, in... I, I would say, Sats, you would know this as well. I dare anyone to vote for that, go out to Mount Druitt and say that. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, 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 mean, people, I, I grew up in Sydney. I used to go to Good Mount people. Druitt every week. I mean, there is no mountain there. We've got to admit that. I mean, that's no. not a what, – <laughs> well, I don't know why it's called Mount Druitt, but <laughs> it, it topped the list, boys. But Mount Druitt's – so, I mean, Byron Bay second. Yeah. I, what's, what? As shit, shitty town? Yes. Yes. Queanbeyan? I get that, 4.9%. Yeah, well, Byron's on the list for purely being completely overrated. It's good. It's, it's not as good as a lot of people. Full yeah. of Instagram wannabe hosts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, live in, I live, grew up in Richmond, which is 15Ks or 10Ks west. Good noodle bar. Right yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, in Windsor as well. <laughs> yep. Anyway. What or, else was on the list? Aubrey Guys. made the top five. Cessnock. Cessnock. Aubrey we can just give to Victoria. Cessnock. Yep. Mm. 
Um, Cessnock gave us the Johns boys. So can you yeah. can you believe? And Billy you know, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ninth <laughs> is Nimbin. <laughs> now come on. <laughs> yes, if, if, you, if, you hey. bank, if you rob a bank or commit a really bad crime, it's the first place you go to. You just, well, it yeah. just beat Bondi. You, it's pretty relaxed. Have you, have you ever had any of those cookies up there? <laughs> the chocolate chip ones? Uh, no, I'm on a diet, mate. I've <laughs> so, so anywhere else in Sydney, cop it. Uh, Cronulla, Cronulla on the list. Sydney itself is on the oh, list. The CBD. Yep. Yeah. And agree with that. last but not least, Grafton. Harsh. Oh. It's got the Grafton Cup and the Jacaranda Festival. Exactly. How dare exactly. they do that? Yeah. A song yeah. named yeah. after the Jacaranda mm. Festival. Yes. The they celebrate the fact that they've got purple things growing in trees up yep. there, as opposed to Nimbin, where they've got other things growing. <laughs> hey, um, what about Queen? What's the worst place in Queensland? Is there a Facebook oh. for that? Well, no, they or, uh, they do Queensland. It's just the as whole well. state. Yeah. Oh, come on. Just kidding. Sunshine Coast is beautiful. What, what, no, what would be? Would it be Logan? <laughs> no, I, no. Logan's great. I've been there. It's I like Logan. I, like, I don't say, but it, it gets it, it does cop a hammering, doesn't it? From time well, to time. Well, the amount of sports people that's produced. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Can't go Ipswich, on that. but then you've got um, Pauline Hanson and Ash Barty from Ipswich. Yeah, Ornament no, to Australia. Yeah. There, there, when you look at it, there is really nowhere in Queen. Maybe Narang. What about Narang? No. No. Narang. Yeah. Narang. You're always in traffic. On that bloody road of yours. I can't believe. You're what? talking about traffic in Queensland <laughs> compared yes. to Sydney. All right, worse. mate. It's worse up there than it is here. I'm telling you. That bloody freeway where you've got no oh, option. Blah. What do you catch, a ferry to work there, mate? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Eddie, on the weekend, lakes. Peacock drinking your lakes. seltzers Sorry. or wherever you were. <laughs> did you see, yeah, did you go to Bruno Mars, Adam? No, that was Davis. That was Davis drinking oh. seltzers at Bruno Mars, I'll have you know. It wasn't yeah. I. Hang on a minute, but what were you doing at the races? You were drinking beer. Verve, Clicquot, and... No, and I don't drink what? champagne. Smiling down on the stuff. peasants in, at the Everest. You had a box. I was drinking Cosy Osco. Uh, all right. Fair enough. Actually, got their uh, Brisbane Eel has asked about the Kraken is the best spiced yes. rum. Uh, it is Brisbane Eel. I believe it is. Also, there's one called uh, Ron Zacapa. Outstanding. Um, can I give you my A grade? Yeah. yeah, do it. Now, on the boxing yesterday, the George Cambosis Haney fight, uh, there was one of the undercards, which was a, a um, female fight, great fight, former yep. champion Susie Ramadam. She fought uh, Shaneka Johnson, one of the worst cuts I've ever seen on Johnson's it was forehead. Shot, wasn't it? Yeah, it was what? horrible. It was grotesque. Oh, she ends up the left eye. Yeah, ends up winning the like fight the comfortably, Johnson. Yeah. Then when they interviewed Susie Ramadam after the fight, she made some big accusations towards Johnson. You know, I hope. Um, you know, get another chance and probably at my weight division. I think uh, these girls are way too big and hopefully get her tested too because I've been told she's on it, so we'll see. <laughs> what about that? She sounds like the Those auntie off punches. Simpsons. You know, the aunties that just keeps... Auntie Selma and Louis. Yeah, Selma. She must have been punched in the throat, surely. But what about That's that? It. There's claiming that there are Shanaka Johnson's it. on the gear, yeah. So... Yeah, Ooh, pretty poor. That's my A grade. You, you got an A grade, Jase? Oh, mine was Finchie's press conference the other night saying the players are tired. Please, come on. Yeah, tell that to the blokes digging holes for twelve hours a day. Yeah, yeah, they're on two and a half mil and they're complaining about their washed out. It wasn't even twenty overs, was it? <laughs> they actually got half the game off because <laughs> it was right. washed out. They're Playing still Uno. complaining. Sock. Let me ask you: Would if he made yeah. those comments if Justin Langer was still the national coach? Ah, uh, I mean, it's a good point. I don't think Justin Langer would have appreciated those comments. He would have made him do 300 push-ups when he got back to the dressing room. <laughs> then choke was, him oh, out. There's been some great stories. Josh Phillippe once missed the bus 
and he uh, he was he'd had a few the night before. Justin Lange, he had to walk past him on the bus and completely ignored him. So when he turned up to training the next day, he had his kit and he goes, "You won't be needing that, mate." <laughs> sent him out onto sent him out onto the whacker, and they had a two and a half training session. And he said, "You're going to run until I tell you to stop." I love that. So Josh, like your steam, it's hot. You're hungover, <laughs> and he ran for two and a half hours no. until the end of the session. And then JL just said, "Right, are you done?" Ned Brockman. Yeah, Far out. yeah. <laughs> 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 two and a half hours isn't of laps on your own around the whacker. That was JL's punishment. Isn't Langer? Isn't he a black belt in Brazilian yeah. jiu-jitsu or something as well? Yeah, yeah, I reckon oh. I got him covered, but yeah, he's about <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Can we make that fight happen, Brooksy? Oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah. I'd love it. <laughs> you, can't, you can't wear your hat back to front in the fight either. <laughs> that, that dude that dude who did the uh, the shovel celebration, it'll be something like that. Oh, the Caleb Plant. Hey, what about Sock? What about your, your lovely partner? I heard yeah. your story early on about how she's your A grade because she called yeah, the coppers on people oh, having yeah. a party. Yeah, I may wow. or may not have told her to do it, but yeah, she's an A-grade. <laughs> Although I didn't expect her to do it. But. <laughs> oh dear. Has anyone interviewed that Ned Brockman who's running? We've got to get him we on. Got, yeah, we, got, we contacted mm. him last week, actually. Of course, he's finished, and we're going to try and get him on this week. So don't he's steal it. You, you, this segment. Yeah, yeah. When are you Wednesday, was it? Yeah, we got him on Tuesday. So you can have the message you didn't get a response from. So it's It's our interview. Groundbreaking. Is that Dickie Knee just poked his head up, did he? Welcome back. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, make sure you watch the uh, T20 Cricket World Cup on KO Sports. We are doing that right now in the Sports Day studio. They're about to start the Ireland versus – who are they playing again? Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe match. Mm, huge uh, match. Rain delay in Hobart. So they'll be getting underway shortly. And, of course, big news earlier, Scotland beat the West Indies uh, as well. And Australia lost by six runs to India. Very quickly, uh, shut up your face. Para Matt, he wants this. Why you look so sad? Hey! It's I don't know if it so works. Bad. Hey! It's but anyway, Para Matt, you got yourself a double pass to the Golden Eagle Race Day at Rose Hill, October 29. Congratulations, mate. You deserve that. Anything else you want to cover off on, boys? Uh, the Angels, ever going to see your face again? You said that earlier on, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, I certainly um, did. You know, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Don't risk Sweet miss- Home Alabama. Yeah, that's a good one. Don't risk missing all your team's matches the T20 World Cup on KO Sports. Before we go... On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. Um, Nathan from Bora Ridge said, what about men at work down under? Now, you said, where's Bora Ridge? But that's inland from Evan's head. Okay, is this so your on, last laugh? No, on the songs. What about... Um, the lion sleeps tonight. It's just a whim away. A whim away. A whim away. Oh, God. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, you drank head for that. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, Jack, the producer. Hey, we've got to go. Uh, you can... What about your soccer update? No, we haven't got time. Oh, Bad luck. Okay. We're out of time. Oh, what a pity. We'll be back tomorrow night. Make sure you listen to the podcast tonight. Bye-bye. Good night. 
Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.